Hello, this is Abby Mickelson, and welcome to Playing It By Ear. Please don't stop the Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Playing It By Ear. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge the Ugambi people, the traditional custodians of the land on which I am recording. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. It's, uh, it's, it's been a while. Thank you for being patient with me. I don't have an amazing excuse. I just kind of got out of the groove of doing the podcast, I guess. I was in the process of moving house and then had some health issues going on and then I just kind of lost focus and it became very easy to just let the weeks go by, but I am back. We're going to get straight into the chat with Graham Russell, an absolute legend of Australian music. Here it is. Joining me now, I have one half of an absolutely iconic duo whose songs have been heard and loved all over the world. They've sold millions of albums, topped charts, and have been honoured with so many accolades. It is Graham Russell from Air Supply. Welcome to Playing It By Ear. Thank you, Abby. Nice to be with you. Thank you for the opportunity. I feel like if we were doing this interview in person, I would be bowing at your feet. You are such a legend. <laughs> Last year, Air Supply had their 45th anniversary. Did you think when this band started that it would survive this long? And are you hoping to have it going for another however many number of years? Well, first of all, we never thought it would last more than a year, I don't think. I don't think any artist, when they're in a band, I don't think you you join a band for that reason. You you just want to play, you know, which was what our what we wanted to do. Uh, but now you know this is our forty sixth this year, and it's kind of strange uh, because when when we sit down and think about it, it's a long time, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 thing with us is we, you know, we always keep a very low profile. We always have, and for us, it's all about the music. And we said many years ago uh, when. When the fans stop coming to see us, we'll stop, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that still holds today. We, yeah. we have such a great time and it's, you know, I love to get out on stage and, and perform and see everybody. They're, they're crying and laughing and doing all their things. And uh, it's such a great way to earn a living. You know, I, I would, I don't want to stop yet, you know. Yeah. Well, you've taken a fair bit of time off touring recently, I guess, because of COVID and everything, but you've got some dates coming up in the US this year. How exciting is that to get back on the road? It's going to be great. Uh, We did four shows in January because we did a worldwide live stream, which is our Mm -hmm. first live stream. So we rehearsed for a week in Florida, then we did the show, then we did three other shows, and it was really strange. Uh, you know, I was a little nervous, and I never get nervous, you know, but I, I thought, God, am I going to remember the words and the chords? Because it's been almost a year, but it was mm. nice to get back out there and uh, and do what we do, you know. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Yeah, oh, that's great. Well, I read there was a point um, as musicians when you guys had absolutely no money, you were checking the backs of couches in hotel rooms just for change to buy bread. Does that kind of set the foundation up for a hardworking band that will last the years? Yeah, I really think it does. Um, I don't think there's any better training ground than Australia because mm-hmm. when we came up through the ranks, like in 76, it was uh, it was a great time, but it was difficult. It was tough, you know, 
especially for us, we were in the shadows of bands like the Angels. Or I don't know if you know the Angels. They're yeah, from yeah. A long time. Oh, yeah. The Angels, uh, Midnight Oil, In Excess, mm-hmm. and, and we call ACDC. So, in fact, we did shows with every one of those artists uh, more than a few times because in Australia then, you, uh, there were very few gigs, so you had to work together. You know, there was yeah. always three or four acts on a bill. So we got to know everybody, but it was difficult because the climate was very much rock and roll. And we'd be up there, you know, singing ballads and stuff. And we'd get bottles thrown at us and, you know, get off and all mm. that. But the thing is, uh, w- what people didn't realize is we're really resilient, you know, and we just don't give up. And we got knocked down so many times. And I remember Russell saying to me, you know, when we got back, after the Rod Stewart tour in 77, he said, oh, I think it's time we gave it, gave up. You know, I said, no, it's not. It's time we dug deeper. And yeah. so we're very, uh, we're kind of used to that. But Australian artists are like that. It's that Australian spirit and, you know, uh, up yours. I'm going to prove to you what we can do, not just us, but everybody, you know. And I'm I'm so glad that we gr- we started there and had our first years there it was a great experience for us yeah and you mentioned some of those other Aussie bands like ACDC and In Excess and things and it's interesting that you say that because at the time it seems like maybe you were a bit mocked and you weren't held at such a high esteem but now I mean it was just last year that Harold Sun named you as one of the top five greatest Aussie bands of all time with those other acts Um, I think Rolling Stone put you in their top 50 so is that interesting, I think, to come from, I guess, essentially the bottom of the pack to now be recognised on the same playing field as them? It's a great privilege, you know. I mean, I used to go and see all those bands before we started, you know, and I used to go and see, on a Saturday afternoon when I lived in Melbourne, I used to go and see Little River Band at this pub in uh, Springvale or Springdale or somewhere, and they played every Saturday afternoon, and I used to go and see them and my jaw used to drop. I used to go, whoa, they sounded so great. And I thought, wow, one day I hope to be doing that. And I, you know, I'd go and see the Angels, of course. And I thought the Angels were incredible. I mean, they all were in excess. Uh, ACDC, I mean, wow, they're one of the greatest bands ever. So coming up through those ranks, you really had to be good, you know. And, you know, we rehearsed a lot and we had our thing down. But the one thing to our advantage you know we had the songs and we had the voice you know Russell's voice was incredible and I knew we had the songs uh and we just stuck to it you know a lot of people said oh you guys should play some rock and roll like the angels or whatever and we said no we 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 don't want to do that this is what we do you know and we never changed direction simply because we couldn't this was who we were and it still is now, you know, we've never changed our vibe or anything. And consequently, over the years, we've created our own little uh, lane in the world, you know, where and there's nobody else in that lane. Uh, so it's a good thing. And I think for any artist, if you're able to do that and create your sound and let everyone know who you are, then you're halfway there. You know, that's what I think. 
Yeah, well, and I think your music as well, you said you're kind of in your own lane. It's very timeless. So we see a lot of artists and bands come and go, a lot of songs come and go, but you, your band and your music has really stayed the course. I mean, um, All Out of Love came out in 1980, which was 15 years before I was born, and I'm <laughs> still yeah. listening to it 41 years later. So what do you think it is that makes a song timeless and kind of last the course of time? You know, I really don't know what it is. Mm. But when one of those songs comes along, I feel it, you know. And, you know, I never sit down and try and write the song. I write every single day. I spend three or four hours just playing. I don't mm -hmm. consciously try and write a song. I just start playing a guitar or piano or whatever. And it just happens. But I know when a song like that is there, I, I just get this feeling. And sometimes... I, I'm brought to tears, you know, because it, it just moves me so much. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way. It's mm. just what happens. And, um, and so it's a great experience. And it's writing songs is something I just love to death. And it's something I treasure. And it's part of my life, you know. But those songs, I've always found that the simplest songs have the most profound effect. I mean, look at Lost in Love. It's got four chords. Mm. It was written in 15 minutes, the whole thing. Wow. And, you know, it's, I mean, it came out in Australia. It was a big hit in 78. Yeah. Then it disappeared. And then, of course, in 1980, it started our whole career. Lost in love and I don't know much. Wasn't thinking aloud and fell out of touch. But I'm back on my feet and eager to be what you wanted. It's, it's weird with songs. You know, when I listen to different songs not mine but other people's you know for me i don't get it but then now and again there's a song you and i go oh wow you know like an adele song or a bob dylan song it just it's very moving and that's that's what i aspire to and try to be good at you know yeah well i wanted to ask about all out of love because i heard a rumor that the lyrics were originally i'm all out of love i want to arrest you and clive davis <laughs> actually suggested i'm lost without you is that true that is true and all out of love was a hit in australia in 78 first with that i want to arrest you line and nobody said hey you can't say that line but the thing is uh, when one is writing a song or me in particular with me, the words of the music come at the same time and they're kind of glued together. It's very hard to separate them. Mm -hmm. So it was a hit in Australia. Then when Clive uh, heard it, he pulled me aside and he said, I have to talk to you about All Out of Love. He said, I know it's been a hit in Australia, but he said, you've got to change that line. Otherwise, people won't get it. And mm -hmm. I went, what do you mean? You know, And he said, you should change that line. He said, make it something else. And he said, what about, uh, I'm so lost without you. And normally I would have said, oh, I don't like that. Uh, but this was Clive Davis, you know. Yeah. But the, my music publisher, my US music publisher, came to me a couple of days after. And he said, do me a favor. He said, change the line. He said, it'll be your biggest song ever. He said, if you don't change it, Clive will go off it and it won't happen. So. I changed it, and uh, <laughs> and the rest became history. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right, believing for so long. I'm all out of love. What am I without you? I can't be too late. 
you know, I thought about it. Some people, and some people that I know, songwriters, they're asked to change a line here and there, and they refuse, you know. Mm. And I thought to myself, why would I refuse that? Because if it's going to make the song better and give us uh, another hit record, I'm all over it, you know. Mm. And it wasn't a big change. It yeah. was a, a line. And then because of that, you know, Cl Clive fully came on board and he said to me, he said, you, you made the right choice by changing that line. He said, it's going to go to number one. And, you know, whatever Clive said happened. Mm. And I'm still beginning to learn that. Uh, but I learned it real fast. And, <laughs> you know, he was he was the guy. And fortunately, he loved us. You know, he just attached himself to us. Maybe it was the Australian thing. But we just got on like a house on fire. And he became part of our career you know he he would he went when we were in the studio once we were recording the one that you love mm -hmm. this is our second album and he hadn't heard any of the songs and um, he was he was listening to the final mix and he sat in the center of the console and russell and i were behind him because your second album is always very dangerous you know most mm -hmm. artists if they have a hit album they die away you know yeah. and so this was an important time for us and the track played and Clive didn't move a muscle. And I thought, oh, no, he didn't like it. And the music stopped and there was silence for like 30 seconds. Wow. And then he turned around to Russell and I and he said, it's going to go to number one and you're going to win a Grammy. And we all went, oh. Wow. <laughs> so that was our career at that point. You know, we were very lucky. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And do you think, obviously, it's hard to think back in hindsight and kind of predict what would have happened. But if if you hadn't changed that line, do you think Clive was right? Would people have not have gotten it? You know, we'll never know the answer to that. Yeah. I, th I think it's easy easier on the ear with without it, without mm -hmm. that line, because it's not a common line used uh, yeah. in the United States, you know. So uh, I'm glad I, di I did change it. But yeah. we'll never know the other way around, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as we said, 46 years now you've been a band. So how has the music industry changed kind of in Australia and internationally as well? I mean, obviously it's gone through a lot of evolutions and things like that, but what are the biggest changes that you've noticed as a band? Well, I, re I remember, well, from all artists, it's totally different now, you know. I mean, people don't get signed anymore. And mm. um, even if you're on YouTube or something, uh, you've got to have at least two or 300,000 streams before anyone will look at you. And that's a lot for a new yeah. artist. And um, there's so much music out now. It's like bewildering. And I don't know if I would like to be out there in mm. this climate. I think it's great, though, simply because there's more, more people out there and there's more variety. But there's so much. You've got to wade through it, you know. Yeah. I mean, so many artists just sound the same. You know, they're all tuned up. They've all got the drum machine and they're all rapping and doing this, that and the other. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I think, too, I'm a little out of touch with that. You know, I don't I don't listen to the radio. I, I don't buy albums anymore except one or two. So I'm in my own little world, you know, because yeah. I'm creating stuff all, every day. Uh, so I, I'm really not a good advisor on that but i know yeah. it must be really difficult for artists because new artists can't go out and work uh, they can't go and play live and, and make a living mm. 
they can't sell any records and make a living. What do they do? You know, they become part time and unless they've got a lot of money, which usually musicians don't have, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a double edged sword. They they can get the exposure on YouTube or whatever platform, but people if if somebody sees somebody on a on a, a social channel, they're gonna forget them in another thirty seconds, you know. Yeah. So it's the few that stand out. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be one of those and that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask your thoughts on the show Countdown. So you obviously appeared on it a few times. Um, I think Air Supply won an Outstanding Achievement Award at the uh, TV Week Countdown Awards. I've had this conversation with many people, but obviously you were actually on it, so you might be better to talk to about it. Do you think Australia still has an appetite for a show like Countdown? I personally would love to see it come back in some variety, but I also just live and breathe music, so I know I'm probably a bit biased towards that. Do you think it could succeed in Australia today? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's an audience for shows like that. Mm. I mean, there are very few shows. Even here, there's not no shows like that. Uh, but I, I think it would be fantastic. You know, get a host and get some bands on, the artists on there, and give them a platform, you know. I mean, when we were doing that, there was three or four sh- variety shows like that. There was one, the Aussie show, Mm-hmm. The you know the the big bird did, are you familiar with that? It yes. was on Saturday yes. morning, uh, and it was so funny. And they and they, you know, Ozzy was like a, a a doll, you know, but so funny. And they had a, a a live music slot, and we played that a few times. Mm-hmm. Then there was a, a three hour show Saturday morning. I can't remember what it was called, but there were all these shows. So there was this outlet, you know. But now there's doesn't seem to be anything well certainly not here I don't know about Australia but it would be great I don't know why somebody doesn't take a chance and do that you know Mm, no I agree well Graham thank you so much for joining me today I really appreciate your time Air Supply is such legends of Australian music and it's been an honor talking to you thank you so much you're very very welcome nice to spend the time with you thank you That was the legend himself, Graham Russell from Air Supply, and now it is time for my top seven songs of the past seven days. First up, we have Life Ain't Fair by Maddie and Tay, who I just love. I love Maddie and Tay. I love everything they've done. A lot of the comments on the lyric video on YouTube was that it sounds like their first album, which I would actually agree and I'm a big fan of. The lyric video was very sweet. It was more than your usual lyric video. It was kind of a music video with lyrics over the top. And yeah, this was a really pleasant surprise when this was released this week. Next we have Central Station by Maya. This song immediately made me so nostalgic with this grab at the beginning. This train will stop at Central. I lived in Sydney for 15 years and have just moved to the Gold Coast earlier this year. So 
Immediately I loved this song just for that, but then the rest of it I genuinely loved as well. And it's from her new EP, Don't Kiss Your Friends, which came out on Friday. And I actually didn't think I knew any of her music, but when I was listening to the whole EP, I knew the song Time I Love to Waste, and I love that song. So I had to listen to all the other songs as well, and I really, really liked the whole thing. Um, Am I In My Head is a great song. Apricots was another I really liked. The whole EP is just really, really good. I recommend it. She has only just over 1,000 followers on Facebook, including me now, which surprised me because Time I Love to Waste, I'm fairly sure did pretty well and I can see her having a lot of success especially with this song this is a great one Triple J I think will snatch her up if they haven't already I can definitely see a bright future for her and she's only 19 which is amazing Next up is Chaser by Taylor Moss, who is another Aussie artist, which I always really like to be able to include. Again, this is not an artist I'm overly familiar with, but I really love the like country pop vibe of this. It's very unique. I just immediately loved it. Casanova by Blake Rose was the fourth song that I really liked this week. Such a good kind of driving by the beach in summer. Hopefully lockdown is over by then and we can all enjoy it how it's intended to be enjoyed. I just think it's a really great song. I love his voice. I love his vibe. And actually found out he was Australian as well when I looked this up. So that's three on this list, which is awesome. Love seeing Australian music picking goals. The next one is a Nelly song called High Horse and it's featuring Breland and Blanco Brown and it's from his upcoming album Heartland and this is such a fun song like genuinely made me so excited when I was listening to it. Nelly does crossover songs really really well which I enjoy as just a listener but I also really respect from an artistic standpoint. I really like that he's not afraid to take risks and that he isn't stubborn in his sound and only sticks to one genre and this is a really perfect example of this. I really love this and I think it's going to be really really big in summer. Number six is a concert six months from now from Phineas. And this is also from an upcoming album, Optimist, which is out in October. I love everything Phineas does. He is a fantastic songwriter and producer. I love the stories he tells with his music, and this song is no exception. It's really beautiful. It's kind of everything you want and expect from Phineas. 
If I could see the future I never would believe her Falling in and out of love and falling in again We were never any good at being friends And my last one is At My Worst by Black Bear and that's at as in the symbol at and it's from his upcoming AP Misery Lake, which comes out next week, I believe. And I feel like anytime I have a rap song in this list, I preface it with, this isn't usually my thing, but maybe it is because in lockdown, I've been listening to a lot of rap music and really enjoying it. I think I'm definitely more into it when it's kind of pop rap, which this definitely falls under rather than the really kind of traditional heavy rap style. And that's why I like Black Bear. I have a few of his songs that I really enjoy, and this has been added to that list. And that was my top seven songs of the past seven days. And as always, I'm going to leave you with my song of the week. And this is a song that isn't necessarily new, but just something I've been loving this week. And this one people might see as a little unexpected for me because I am ride or die Taylor Swift, but it's Black Skinhead by Kanye West, which is off his 2013 album, Yeezus. And as I said, throughout this lockdown, I've been really enjoying rap music and I've been listening to a lot of Kanye. And yeah, this one was one that I found myself putting on repeat over and over again. I really enjoyed it. And so here it is. Again, thank you for your patience. I'll be back next week with more Playing It By Ear.